Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 60 of The Other Six Podcast. My name is Chad Boak, and I am your host. Join me once again in the studio, my co-host, our worship pastor, the man who was stressed when he lost his toilet but relieved when he found it, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Collins. Matt, how are you today, sir? Gross, man. (laughs) (laughs) Also joining us in the studio today, our lead pastor, Adam Bishop. Adam, how are you today? It's a really hard thing to lose. I don't know how you actually lose a toilet, but I'd I'd be interested in that story, Matt. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's a long story. We don't have time for it. Yeah, we don't have time for it. I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. Yeah, good to see you again. We missed uh, getting to see you last week uh, for the podcast. Hardy was great. Enjoyed having him on the show, but missed missed the three amigos, got to be honest. So So it was good. It uh, It was good to have him, but we're glad you're back. Three amigos. Glad to be back. We had a nice little getaway yep. for fall break, and uh, it was good. But I did miss y'all as well, yeah. so I'm glad to be back here too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, gentlemen, how was uh, how was the weekend? The weather it's getting cooler. It's uh, moving into fall. So, tell Ooh, me yeah. how your weekend was. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Did you do anything fun? Oh yeah, we went to Pinton Pinton Farms. Okay. Okay. What's that? Yeah. In Verbena, <laughs> messing all this up. Verbena, Alabama. Yeah, Verbena is a thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. It is really awesome. You remember how we were talking about not to eat all the fried food? Yes. Well, I ate all the fried food. You ate all the fried food. Yeah, they had fried Oreos, fried uh, Snickers, which I didn't do the Snickers. You did the Oreos. I did the Oreos, though, man. I couldn't say no to that. All right. So Uh, is this like a pumpkin patch? Yeah, it's a pumpkin patch. Uh, We went and got you know pumpkins, and it was really fun. Okay. Yeah, ate a lot of fried food and... Things that I probably shouldn't have. But, <laughs> but you had a good time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, that's good. Penton Farms. Penton Farms in Verbena. All right, yeah. Yeah. there you go. So, Shout out to yeah, Verbena. A lot of cool things. Yeah, How absolutely. far of a drive is that? Uh, it was about 20 minutes from our, like, from uh, Oh, Midtown. so this is close. Yeah, it, like, I mean, it's... Well, Matt drives fast. I drive fast. It's like 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour, man. Uh, Did you take a jet? What yeah, happened? Yeah, well, maybe it wasn't that then. I don't know. This, right. The guy that's lived here forever. Yeah. I don't know. Safely. Yeah. Yeah, drive safely. Drive safely, yeah. All um, right. Yep. It, it was, yeah, 30 that minutes. That sounds like fun. <clears throat> yeah. A good, good weekend, Adam? You guys have a good weekend? It was a weekend full of losses, man. Oh, Just loss no. after what? loss after <laughs> loss. So You're not an Alabama fan. What are you so talking about? It started, well, I don't care about that. But it, it's our, uh, our beloved Pike Ray Patriots didn't win Friday night. Oh, no. They lost by one point. Okay. And, um, you know, they were already in the playoffs. And so it's a loss. But, you know, you know, it, so it doesn't affect the long-term outcome of the season. But right. they not get home advantage after? So, you know, those guys, you know, they, they give it everything. So you, you hate to see him come up short, yeah, of but course. I know that Coach Rigby and his staff will get the team back in order. They right. did have a few guys that were out. You never mm-hmm. want to make excuses, but the reality is we weren't, you know, playing yeah. at full strength. Yeah. I say we like I had anything to do. With <laughs> right. Adam was there. That's right. Now the we that I did have something to do with is Jacobs' team did end up then losing <laughs> oh, Saturday. They've been so doing so good. They've right? been doing well. Yeah. So we had a loss, but that's okay. It was our last regular season game. Playoff start this week. Okay. Sometimes a loss right before the playoff start from a coaching perspective isn't the worst thing. You kind of have their attention. <laughs> get a, get a little motivation. So, yeah, yeah, they recognize, yeah. wow, we we, we um, have some things to work on. So we'll have a good week of practice and come out this week. And then, of course, Alabama lost. Um, so there's the next loss. <laughs> right. Which, you know, for Alabama fans, you know, your whole season is still in front of you. All of your goals are still in front of you. Right. You know, I'm a little nervous now because the dogs play Tennessee in a few weeks. Uh-oh. And mm-hmm. if Tennessee beats Georgia, all of our goals go away. Right now we can't play in the SEC championship, right, right, but Alabama's right. proved multiple times you don't have to play in the SEC championship. You can win, still win the national championship. That's I'm right. still bitter from the 2017 <laughs> season. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Two or through that pass. If you remember that, I yeah, went down yeah, yeah I, remember. I remember. And then the Braves lost also on oh, Saturday, man. so their season's man. over. So yeah, so I mean, there's a bunch of losses this weekend, but I know this is. Um, Surprising to some of you, Jesus is still on his throne. That's and right. So hey, you can lose some games. And, That's right. And so no, I mean we had a great weekend. The weather's beautiful. Um, some of my teams did lose, but someone asked me like, "Did it bother you the Braves lost?" I'm like, "Not a bit," because we won the well, World you won last, year. last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's going to get me by for like 25 years. <laughs> so we're good. But no, all kidding aside, it was a great weekend. Um, the weather has just been oh, incredible. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. So we stayed outside as much as we could. Um, we did enjoy. I mean, I love college football, and there were some good games on Saturday mm-hmm. and you know if you're an Alabama fan you got nothing to be ashamed of I mean those guys right. played the game of their life and probably will never do that again hopefully yeah. as yeah. a Georgia fan right. Alabama will be fine um, but yeah it was a great weekend great time of year fall in the state of Alabama is beautiful yeah. there was a big uh, something or another happening up at Sweet Creek near my house like okay. traffic was backed up forever so there was like inflatables were and, they doing a pumpkin patch too yeah, yeah something probably. something was yeah. going on they do yeah. something out there like that yeah. yeah so every time we drove by our boys were like let's stop and I'm like no <laughs> 
way. Yeah. <laughs> there's We're people everywhere. Right. Like, we'll go when there's not as many people, you know, but that's fun to see people out enjoying this time of year. So, yeah, great weekend. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do? Well, well, you're, uh, real quick, you're talking about Alabama. A buddy of mine's an Alabama fan. He calls me after the game. And he says, now, as an Auburn fan, can you help me understand how to deal with loss? I'm like, well, we are experts in it. So that's wow. uh, not, that's a, not shot. a problem. No, wow. uh, right, right. He's, he's not wrong is the problem. But uh, That was not, no. that was not, not kind. Nice. Yeah, he should no. have done that. It was fun. Sorry. Do we need it, to unpack that for a minute? No, no, okay, no. I'm good. Right. I, okay. I've dealt with it. No, we had a we had a good weekend, like you said. Great weather. We get, we got a new dishwasher, which I realized, you know, I've become an adult when I'm really excited about a new dishwasher getting installed. That is an official sign That's of being right. an adult. Yeah. Yep. So shout shout out to what uh, brand? Uh, GE, I believe GE. is what it is. Yeah. What's the rating on the sound? Uh, it's really good. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know there's what it was. A, well, there's a numeric scale that you can. Well, use. there is, yeah. and, and I remember actually having a a discussion with the guy at Lowe's is where we bought mm-hmm. it. Shout out to Lowe's. And uh, he was telling me, he goes, well, he goes, this one has, uh, the DBs are, are lower, so that means it's going to be louder. I said, well, no, no, it's, if they're lower, that means it's quieter. He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, dude. I worked in audio for like ten years. Like, yeah, no, trust me. Oh wow! And so he looked it up online, and he was like, "Yep, you're right." He's like, when I, "He's like, I've been steering people wrong for a long time now." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> you might have some a lot of apologies to make." Right? You're like, man, I should have bought the other one. Right. Wow. Right. So is that your new side hustle? You're working at Lowe's now? Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right. You can exactly. buy a dishwasher from Chad at That's Lowe's. Right. That'd be great. No, cool. no, no, no. Correcting audio. <laughs> no, I, I know nothing about it. But anyway, so except for DBs, that's literally all I know about the dishwasher. But it works, there which is all we really cared about. You were formerly the dishwasher. Right? This is correct. So we were like hand washing a yeah. lot of dishes for the last, you know, we bought it on Labor Day. And this was like the first opportunity really? that they've had to come That's out a and long install. Time. Well, supply chain, man. It, they're still there's still Matt that could stuff have going come on. and installed it for you weeks ago. This you wouldn't have had to wait so well, long. It, it took that long <laughs> and, to come and in. And talk to you about DBs at the same <laughs> That's time. Right. That's right. Matt, this is what you were born for. <laughs> you would have pushed you know, start and the water would have shot out of your right. fridge. But exactly. other than, yeah, other than that, fine. you're fine, yeah. man. That would have been a cool trick. Uh, but no, <laughs> not so, if I leave it with you like that. <laughs> yep. So, like you said, we got that done. I was really happy. And then, um, so oddly enough, so our our neighborhood, the neighborhood Matt and I live in, we have a kind of a a self administered HOA. It's not like an official HOA. Really, all it is is like you kick in some money for some cameras as folks are coming in so they can you know keep track of who's entering who's exiting that kind of thing well Matt's not a part of it that sounds like a gang yeah and there's a there's <laughs> just a, a, just a mafia thing me, man. a little not bit a little bit and there's a <laughs> the better, Hillwood I would, listen, listen, wow. you better not say that out loud you're yeah. on a list now yeah, that's yeah. right come after I mean you. I, yes I am <laughs> you I make your I donations make my, on time every month. month that's yeah. right be careful man they're monitoring my communications but um but no so uh and then they also have a Facebook group one of the things they do during I'm not allowed on the Facebook that's right during the month of October they have this tradition. They have these two plastic skeletons that get passed around to different houses that sign up for it, and you dress them up in certain ways, and you have a little bowl of candy. So all throughout the month of October, kids go around looking for the skeletons that have been dressed up in a certain way, and they get candy. And so today was our day to have them. And so we did a uh, we did a Stranger Things theme. And I'll, I'll have Jonathan put this up on the uh, up on the screen there, but that's what we did. So you can see <laughs> he was out of candy by eight o'clock that's because right. I stopped by because <laughs> I ate it all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's what we did. Now last year we did we did uh, Star Wars themed, of course. Okay, so that was uh, that was fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So this is quite the tradition. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So it's it's a neat little thing. The kids love it, and yeah. uh, I remember especially during uh, COVID, uh, they loved getting to, like get out of their houses and go look for. Did that's the people with the skeletons during COVID put a mask on them? Uh, yes, that did. Oh. Happen. Oh my I was yeah. supposed to be asking that for <laughs> No, yeah, absolutely. No, they did. Yeah, they did. So, okay, so no one knows where they're going to show up from one day to the next. This is correct. Right. Okay. So you're the kind of neighborhood where kids can just wander around and they're safe, like yeah, they're going to be all right? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a great neighborhood. Yeah, nobody comes through with like a weird van with like music playing, acting <laughs> like they're going to sell ice cream. Just mad. Like that. <laughs> no, I mean, like that's, that's okay. no, no, no. Not, no, it's I not like, like that. that at all. I yeah. like that. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's, okay. a, it's a neat little tradition. Now, how do you know when they're going to be taken from your lawn? So you um, you sign up. So there is one person who has like the master okay, list. Okay, so, so at yeah. some point today, so we will take it down after when dark gets here. Boy, we a whole schedule, <laughs> right? yeah. And then uh, we'll Ready? put it on our front. Now. Yeah, yeah. Right? As we'll soon put as it on it's dark, they disappear. Yeah. They vanish. Yeah, and the people that have it tomorrow will come in and okay. pick it up. So and, All right. and, and then you know, yeah. So That's it's it's so. interesting to see how people get creative with it. Yeah, so. we're gonna start that at the church. Yeah, this time next year. We'll yeah. just, I'm kidding. We're definitely not gonna start that at the church. Well, doesn't Pike Road? Don't they do like something? Oh, the hay bells. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the hay, hay bales, bales are have started. Yes. Yeah. So all the neighborhoods have hay bales. I wanted to get one to put at the end of our driveway, but yeah, I, a giant I, Georgia logo. One eight hundred call hay bale. I didn't know who yeah, to call yeah, to get a hay yeah. bale. So um, we're not going to do it. But yeah, if you don't live in Pike Road, if you want to drive out in Pike Road, and so I was talking to somebody about a month ago, they're like, I'd never been to Pike Road, so I drove out there and I couldn't really find it. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. here's the thing. It's like Pike Road is the people, right? So you know, right. there's lots of neighborhoods out there, and um. And go around and look at them, and, and and some like they look pretty good. Yeah, like, yeah. these are decorated pretty and nice. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, like people, they straight up decorate a hay bale yeah, right. to look it's like a, a number thing. of different things. And you can spend an entire afternoon driving oh, around looking yeah. at these. Yeah, things. they're great. It's, it's they, people do a great job. Yeah, it's what's really the, impressive. What's the best one you've seen? Um, I've seen one that was like a truck that looked like it was pulling something, and, and it had it, it lo- almost looked mm-hmm. like an old school hay bale ride. Yeah, but it was only one bale of hay, and they had worked off of that. I mean, it wow. was super cool. creative. Yeah, yeah they, I saw like a giant accurate. spider one time. I was like, yep. one, I was freaked out because like spiders are mm-hmm. no good, but I was really impressed with like the <laughs> amount of detail yeah. they put into they it. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah, so that's a good way to spend a little bit of an afternoon here coming up in the fall, and we know the weather's about to get cold. I saw we have a we have a freeze watch uh, for this <laughs> freeze week. watch. Yeah. Do we really? Yeah. Yeah, we're under a freeze watch, which will be nice to have the weather get a little bit it's colder. It's like 80 degrees right now. Uh, when you're listening to this, it may not be. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's going to cool off a little bit. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah I'm absolutely. really fired up about that. Yeah. All right. I love cold weather. Absolutely. I, I miss it. Uh, yeah, I was made for it. That's right. This Look at this. going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But no, we've been having a good time here at church. We finished up our series from Stress to Blessed uh, this past weekend, which I have really enjoyed this I series. I can't believe we finished it. That, yeah. It felt like it went by like that. Yeah, some r- real practical stuff in this mm-hmm. series, which I, I've really enjoyed. And a lot of folks have have enjoyed. And I want to get to uh, this past Sunday, but before we get to that, uh, at the beginning of your message, uh, you shared some really cool things that have been happening, you know, in the life of On Forest Church. So let's kind of, you know, go over some of that again, and let's let's celebrate again together. Yeah, why don't we clip that and put it in the shout out this week? Too? Sure, can we yeah, do that? Yeah, we so, absolutely can. Um, you know, I'll give you just a thirty second summary. Um, there's more people here now than there was this time last year. Okay. And we think that's a really good thing. <laughs> that's right. Because we think God created each one of those people in his image, and we think Jesus went to the cross, and we think that people need to meet Jesus, and then we also think they need a spiritual family. Right. Our church isn't the only church that God uses to make that happen. You right. know, we're, we're grateful in this community to have a lot of great churches, and we're all working together on the same team. But when God allows us to be a part of that, and he blesses us, and we add new folks to our family, we're going to celebrate that. That's right. You know, yeah. all three times our children were born, we celebrated. You know, anytime mm-hmm. you have new life, you celebrate. So if God brings you new life, you celebrate. So this time last year, we were sitting at about 750 people a Sunday, and now we're sitting at about 950 people a Sunday. That's and awesome. that's because all areas of our church have grown. The mm-hmm. adults have grown, the kids have grown, the teenagers have grown, our Spanish service has grown. Yeah. And uh, man, I just thought it'd be good to, to stop and point that out because yeah. people only see what they see. They see the service they attend, the life group they're in, the team they serve on. And we see the whole thing. Thing, the whole picture, and mm-hmm. we see what's happening, and we're not going to keep that to ourselves. Right, you know, right. we're going to sit around here in the week celebrating that. We're going to celebrate that with our family, with our entire church family. And so, I wanted to draw some attention to that, and it was cool to see both services get fired up and cheer yeah. about that. Yeah. And yeah. Um, hey, you know, let's go. You just keep moving forward, and we're certainly not going to be content. I mean, we're not going to just sit here now and go, "All right, right. mission accomplished." Right. But, but we're going to we're going to point out when things are going well. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, you know, we do this to give God all the glory, but we also do this just to make sure. We don't let a spirit of entitlement set in. That's right. Yeah. You know, we're not entitled to any of this. And right. God's doing this. And so let's humbly say thank you. And then let's ask him to keep doing it. So, yeah, yeah it was fun to get to celebrate that. Well, and yeah. also I'm fired up about our baptisms that we had this that past summer. Yeah. 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 Cool two to get middle to see. School, two middle school boys, middle school young men boldly proclaiming their faith for Jesus yeah. Christ. And, you know, we don't think that you have to grow up to be used by God. We think God can use you right now. Right. So, you know, I can't see, wait to see what you know, God does with his life. Cool. Yes, I'm in with you. But let's also watch what God is doing right now right. with his life. And That's so exactly we're right. really big on that with our next generation. Um, our kids and teenagers came into the service yeah. to see yeah. them get baptized. That was so cool. that's a great witness yeah. to Matt them and I as were well. standing on the stage. Yeah. We looked out in the center. We saw them. I was like, dude, do you see that? Yeah. 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 And they yeah. come so marching cool. in like, wow, there really are 243 <laughs> yeah. of them. Right. Right. Yeah. They had a big difference in the room. Mm-hmm. It was cool, man. Was that really was fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, so yesterday you kind of talked about something that uh, really kind of stood out to me. You said that there's no amount of effort that we can do to change the internal condition of our heart. <laughs> um, so, but but then you said like living from uh, internal conditions of our heart requires a lot of effort. So I just want to talk about that. Um, what kind of effort are you talking about there? And you know, what are you trying to say with that? 
I think that our cultural Christianity, mm-hmm. and so what I mean by cultural Christianity, this like I've always been a Christian, this like I know the Christmas story, yeah. I believe in the Easter story, but I've never really been born again. I've never made that decision for myself. Right. I'm not atheist. I'm not yeah. anti-God. I kind of think I'm a Christian, but I've never really become a professing Christian. I've never been born again. Yeah. Right. I think cultural cultural Christianity at its foundation has those two things flipped. So cultural Christianity at its foundation actually believes there is a certain amount of effort that can get you into a relationship mm, with God. Right. It's works-based okay. righteousness. That as long as I don't, you know, well, drink or cuss or chew or, or date the girls who do, <laughs> right. you know, as long as I don't do enough bad things, Moral as long based. as I'm not as bad as that guy yeah. or my neighbor or that kid, I'm a pretty decent person. Well, well, I've now somehow earned my way into a relationship with God. But, I, but, but then the second part of that fallacy is then... I'm never going to go to church. I'm never going to share my faith. I'm certainly not going to tithe. Right. I'm not going to go on a mission trip. Yeah. I'll let somebody else take care of that. Yeah. Right. So it's like you earned your way into the relationship, and now you're not doing a dang thing about that. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is attack that paradigm with truth and go, here's yeah. the truth. You can't do anything to get into a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You can't earn your way into it. Right. Now, the flip side of that coin is there's not enough bad you can do to keep from being in that relationship. Right. That's awesome. That's yeah. really good news yeah. for some of y'all out there to send a lot. Okay, that's really good <laughs> news, okay? You can't send too much. Yeah. Okay? You you can be rescued, redeemed through, by Jesus Christ, and God did that for you. Mm. Yeah. God sent Jesus. God sacrificed his son. Jesus went to the cross. He paid the price for sin. We've talked about this multiple times in the podcast. That your sin's not what sends you to hell, it's your lack of belief. That that price has been paid. Right. So then Jesus defeats death through the resurrection. It is now a gift that you freely accept through faith. Okay? That's not a work. That's an acceptance of a gift. So I accept that. Now, when I accept that free gift of salvation, John 3, I am now born again. Paul, I am now, you are now in Christ. Okay. So that's not effort based. But once you get into that relationship, if you want to walk with the Lord, which is Paul's favorite word for describing our relationship with the Lord, I've never met somebody who can walk without effort. I mean, you just can't just, I'm yeah. just as long as I think hard enough, my legs will start moving. Now, you actually have to start doing right. something. So walking requires effort. Paul very intentionally chose a word, like I said in the message, up until that point had been used to describe the physical act of walking. Yeah. And in his mind, for all the words that he could choose, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he said, that's the word. Yeah. That's what it means to have an ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ. You got to walk. You have to put some effort to it. Yeah. It's, it's work. It's a process. It's intentional. And so I think that understanding those differences foundationally right-sizes spiritual growth. Because, yes, spiritual growth is tied to effort. It's tied, it's tied to intentionality. It's yeah. not ju- just going to happen. No one ever just wanders their way into spiritual maturity. Right. It's work. It's effort. It's a process. It's yeah. intentional. And that's kind of the distinction I'm trying to make there. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, so you kind of hit on this, but I, I want to I <laughs> dig deeper into the idea of this word walk. You know, this word walk that Paul uses a lot, and we use it all the time, you know, in, in my walk with Jesus. You know, what, what are the implications? Implications of that word in our daily relationship with Christ. The word walk, if we were to have a walk with Christ. Well, if I started walking tomorrow to Denver um, and y'all talk to me in five years and I'm like, I'm still in the lobby, you'd be like, (laughs) well, what have you been doing for the last five years? What I just described is what a lot of Christians have is their walk. Okay. He ain't gone anywhere. Hmm. You've just told everybody you've been walking with the Lord for a long time, but you're not making any progress. You're not going anywhere. You can't look behind you and see what you've already overcome. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you say, I've been walking with the Lord for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, you should be able to look back and see that there was progress made along the way. Right. That's when I got through that barrier. That's when I went over that mountain. That's when God parted that sea and I walked right through it. Okay. Yeah. That's when I finally overcame that entangling sin that Hebrews talks about. That's where I felt like I experienced breakthrough. This is where God answered that prayer. This is where I really felt like I was going down the right path, and man, God had to redirect me. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's the same way we would describe, like, yeah, I'm going to start walking, and then I, I made it. Well, tell us about the journey of how you got here. 
There's, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if, if you can't look back on your walk with the Lord and, and have that come to mind, I'm not saying you're not saved. Right. I'm not saying you haven't been born again. But what I am saying is you're not walking with the Lord. Yeah. You're not doing what Ephesians 4 is talking about, that there actually should be movement. There should be prog- progress. There should be growth. You should be able to look back. And sometimes Christians beat themselves up over this. Look back at, at, at your life, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, and shake your head and go, I can't believe I didn't see that. Right. Or yeah. how could I be so immature? Yeah. Well, don't beat yourself up about that. That's actually a sign that you've grown. Yeah. Right. If you can look back and see it differently, it means you're more spiritually mature now. Who can't look back and see things they wish they would have done differently in their marriage or at yeah. a former job or, yeah. or right. maybe in parenting? Okay. Yeah. Well, that actually means you've experienced some growth. And yeah. if we could only go back to those seasons with the growth we have now, but yeah. life just doesn't work that way, does right. it? Right. Yeah. I was having a conversation uh, with someone about someone who was younger and some, something dumb they were doing. I said, you know what? I wouldn't want to be judged on who I was when I was 21 either. You know, like that. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. Exactly, yeah. I feel, and so I really like what you said there about you know kind of seeing you know when I used to uh, do some running, I had a little buzzer on my watch. It was a GPS watch. Every mile, it would let me know I had gone another mile, and so you were able to kind of look back and see you know the stats. So I love what you said there about not beating yourself up over that stuff, but instead rejoicing at the fact that God's brought you this far. So let's yeah. talk about a couple of ways to maybe try to do that. Sure, um, I think journaling is a great practice. So Christians who journal. Um, they are able to do this with great clarity. Mm-hmm. You know, they open up a journal and go, wow, look at the prayers I was writing to God five years ago, 10 years right. ago. Mm-hmm. You know, look at my child who's eating dinner that for months we prayed that God would allow us to be pregnant. Oh my God. You know, so journaling is a fantastic mm-hmm. um, habit. Um, if you're like, cool, that's never going to happen. Um, <laughs> then let me give you maybe another shot. And going into this time of the year is maybe go ahead and kind of flip the switch on in your brain. Um, I've, I, I started doing this about 15 years ago and it's been really helpful that every December I try to clarify what, what have I seen God do this year? And, and then I, I, and I tend to like, it starts off like an essay form and then it gets like in paragraph form. And by the end of the year, I try to have like a statement. Hmm. Here's what I saw God do in 2008 in 2009, in 2010, in 2011, in 2012. And that, to me, is kind of my mental journaling at a 30,000-foot perspective year over year over year. So, you know, can can you do that? Can you look? Well, if you're not keeping track of things along the way, it's hard to look back one day then and see where God has been up to. So as we get into the last couple months of this year, begin to, you know, reflect upon, you know, 2022. Where have you seen God show up? Um, you know, some of those years were really marked more by, I remember there was one year, I'm not going to give you the year that I entitled the year of no, (laughs) the year of no, (laughs) that all of the prayers I prayed, God just said no Oh wow! from getting pregnant to a number of different things. And when I got to the end of the year, I just said, okay, I know what this year is. This is the year of no. But once I understood that I began to see now, what are all the great things you've learned about God through no? Yeah. And you know what? It was a lot. Well, yeah. There was a lot of things that I had learned that year, and there was a lot of things that were cultivated in my walk with the Lord yeah. by being told no. Right. But yeah, it was the year of no, well, and it was uh, it was very loud and clear that that yeah. was the year of no. Yeah. But so even if if it's not exactly like a positive thing right. from from yeah. a from our human perspective, at least knowing this is what my walk is looking like, I can begin to see what God is doing in the midst of that walk. Yeah, I think that's such a cool discipline because I know in those moments sometimes it's so difficult to see the good. I love this discipline of looking back and being able to find what God's doing. I think that's so good. Journaling is really good. I I do that with songwriting. Um, I look back at songs that I wrote back in high school and like, not understanding the relationship that I have and like now the songs that I write, like different topics, you know, yeah. married, you know, all those type of things. So yeah, that's really good. Uh, you know, journaling is a really yeah. good thing. And I've do. seen the songs he's written. He's come a long way since Roses are Red, <laughs> Violence are Blue. You know, it's, he, you've really progressed, Matt. We're very yeah. proud of you, Thank buddy. you, man. Thank Great you. Job. I let him read them and yeah, I, like, it's very, right. it's very revealing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, you talked yesterday about uh, the difference between um, ali- the alignment between our actions and our identity. Um, what's the difference there with that, and um, why does that matter? Well, um, our life is lived from the inside out. Okay. So if you've been transformed 
you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit, yeah. because of, you've been born again, mm-hmm. you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit, something should look different about your right. life. So, you know, later in the passage, we talk about putting off the old self. So mm-hmm. you still got this old sin nature. Yeah, so yeah. if the external behaviors and actions of your life are more reflective of your old sin nature than your new identity, yeah. you're out of alignment. Okay. So your actions and behaviors should should flow from who you are in Christ. Okay. And we're, we're and there's never going to be a day in our life where we get that right every time. Right. None right. of us are going to bat a thousand. We're going to sure. mess up every single day. So I'm not talking about perfection, but yeah. I am talking about heart intent. Okay. Because if if you are living from who you are on the inside, the Holy Spirit will very quickly convict you of when you are out of alignment. Sure. Yeah. And you'll be quick to confess right. both to God and to someone right. who you may have hurt along the way. And that foundationally is the problem with a Christian who sins. A Christian who sins is quite simply not being who they actually are. Mm. You're no longer yeah. a sinner by okay. nature. You are now a child of God. You right. are now in Christ. So if you're sinning, you're you're just quite simply not acting. Your your actions aren't matching your identity. Right. And so Christianity is not about behavior modification. Christianity is simply about living from the truth of who you really are. Okay. Wow. Freedom in Christ yeah. is freedom from sin. Mm-hmm. It's not freedom to sin. Right. See, before right. Christ, yeah. you had no freedom. You right. were a slave to sin. Yeah. So because I'm free from sin, I can now walk in freedom. Gotcha. And so that's what it means. And, and if you're not living that way, you're out of alignment. That will be, and the whole reason I wanted to go to this passage in this series, is that will be your source of stress. Right, yeah. And I ran yeah. this past a couple of pastor friends and some mentors <laughs> of mine about eight weeks ago because I knew I was going to go there in this yeah. series, and I wanted to make sure, hey, am I seeing this the right way? Yeah. Right. They said, absolutely. Yeah. That for a lot of Christians, quite simply, it's the fact that they're sinning is what's causing all their stress. And yeah. we try to point out all these other different things. And it's like, right. hey, dude, stop sinning stop. because you're out of alignment. The right. Holy Spirit is wearing you out. Yeah. And I remember I heard Charles Stanley say years ago when he was raising, you know, everybody, how'd you raise Andy Stanley to be a pastor? And he goes, well, we didn't have many rules. And like, you didn't believe in rules? He goes, no. He goes, I figured that if I didn't give him a lot of rules and I prayed this prayer every day, things would work out. I'm like, man, parenting in a different age. You know? <laughs> right. He said, I just prayed, God, keep him in your will. And if he walks outside of your will, make him miserable. Wow. Great prayer to pray yeah. as a parent. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to live in sin, Holy Spirit's going to wear you, <laughs> you out. Gotta, okay? yeah. And so that might be, not always, uh-huh. but it is worth considering. It might be the source of your stress. Yeah. Mm. So I, I love the scripture talks about a daily renewal of our mind, how we should daily renew our minds. I guess my question for you is, what does that look like practically to daily renew our minds? And do you daily eat three meals a day? Do you daily make sure you drink water? <laughs> right. Do you da- daily make sure you get sleep? Everything in your life that you think is vital to keeping you alive, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. It's that level of intentionality. That's what that word means in the Greek, to be renewed. It's not okay. just a... Yeah, yeah, okay. I guess I, is it time to renew my driver's license? All right, let's go to the DMV. This is not. This is like my life depends on this. Okay. Like if I don't renew myself to this, I'm not going to make it. Okay. That's that's what Paul's trying to help us see. It's that level of okay. So how am I going to practically do this? Well, you know, we read all through the Psalms that like God is that we need him more than the air we breathe or the water we drink or the food we eat. And this is what fasting sometimes can teach us and remind us of. So, yeah, if you're not renewing your mind with that level of intentionality every single day in this world. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Good luck walking with God. Right. Right. Good luck having a growing relationship with the Lord. Because if you figured out how to do that without renewing your mind daily through God's word. I don't know what walk you're walking. Right. Come on, this world's going to come after you every single day. And so if you have that level of intentionality, you've at least got a shot to be a light. Mm-hmm. You've at least got a shot to Colossians 2, let your root, roots grow down deep. You've at least got a shot to withstand the peer pressure of this world. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, you know, we've talked in the past. I, I remember one the, one point, it was talking about like maximizing morning, spending time daily with God. I think that's why it's so important because the world is so hectic and it's gotten so fast and things are coming at us all the time. And so I think what you're talking about here, this daily renewal, yeah, it's that important. Yeah. We, Christians, we, we all do this, yours included. We read the Bible as a suggestion. Mm. We do not read it as a command. Mm. Paul is not doing a TED talk on five <laughs> ways that you might be able to live a better life. Right. 
That's all not start with Paul, the same letter, right? He's yeah. not doing it. Like, Paul's straight up, like, giving commands. Right. Inspired yeah. by the Holy Spirit. And we read it as suggestions. It's hmm. huh, a good idea. If I could ever get around to it. We're just so casual about our spiritual growth. And then we wonder yeah. why the church in America is in the state it's in, why we've lost our moral authority as Christians, why we have no voice in the marketplace. Might I suggest generations of Christians who read the word as a suggestion mm-hmm. rather than a command? Now, we get to reap the the fruit, the consequences right. of previous generations who left us in that place. Thank you very much. The question now for us is, what are we going to do about it? Right. Are we just going to continue this cultural Christianity where we all give a head nod to Jesus? And Come on, what are we doing? Right. Like, if we don't actually start to do these things the way God's Word teaches us, like, we have no shot at reclaiming anything in our culture or society for right. the name of Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. And also passing that on to, to the next generation, which right. is why it's such a priority for us. We right. won't even give them a chance. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, we're talking about walking with the Lord. You said yesterday that walking with the Lord means not giving the devil a place in your life. So what does that mean? And um, does the devil really care about my life and my walk enough to mess with me? It depends on what you're doing. Hmm. If you start doing this, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, no, we can't have that. You will show up in a, in a, a weekly— You're uh, in his conference. Yeah, the weekly uh, leadership team meeting in hell. So here's Matt. Yeah, you your name's going to show up on a dry here's erase Chad. board. No. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, back in the day when we'd all go to camp, you know, and the yeah, guys yeah. would get up to be the speakers and, you know— yeah. They would always try to do something to like, you know, get everybody's attention. It's almost like shock jock radio yeah, as a camp yeah. speaker. Like I remember yeah. one time this guy was like, you know, my question for you is like, who in hell are you? You know, we yeah. were all like, he just cussed. You know? <laughs> so he's trying to like, does anybody in hell know your name? Right, yeah. right, right. Are you on anybody's radar? Are you making a dent for the kingdom? Uh-huh. Or are you just somebody that's taking up space? Yeah. So, yeah, if you're just taking up space, go on. You'll be fine. Yeah. Devil leave you alone. The moment you go, all right, I'm actually going to walk with the Lord. I'm going to renew my mind daily. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Spiritual warfare is a real thing. Yeah. Get ready. You just put a big target on your back. Yeah. Enemy is going to come after you. Because if he can discourage you and keep you from doing that, yeah. he can silence you. Mm-hmm. He yeah. can he can hide your light under a bushel. No, that's what we sang in Vacation Bible School. <laughs> but he can do that. Yeah, he can hide your light. Yeah, he yeah. can dim your light. We did a whole message on light numbers one time. Right. You know? So yes, all kidding aside, the enemy doesn't care in the sense that we understand the word care mm-hmm. to be like a heartwarming, compassionate love. Right. But he is going to do everything he can to destroy your life. It, the, the Bible says he's a lion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if, if, you're, if, you are, if you are trying to walk with the Lord in a way that draws other people to Jesus, you are on the enemy's radar. Mm. Spiritual warfare is a real thing, and you are battling that. Our yeah. battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of evil. We talked about this in our Colossians series. Yeah. This, this, that's a very real thing. Yeah. So don't be surprised if you actually begin, and this derails a lot of Christians, and this is what Jesus was talking about when he talked about the parable of the sower and the seed. Hey, man, that seed, it went down in the soil, and it started to shoot up, but the sun came and dried it out and it killed yeah, it. Cool. Yeah. Someone says, I'm going to do what they're talking about on that podcast, and I, I'm going to start walking with the Lord. And by the end of the week, somebody makes fun of you at work for being a Christian, right. and you quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just a little bit of heat. That's all it took, and you tap out. Okay, yeah. So, yes, if you're going to start doing this stuff, expect some heat. Yeah. Expect some pushback. Yeah. That, that, that's how this thing goes. And if and the problem, guys, I'm going to fire it up there. I had for lunch. <laughs> it got me all wired. The problem is we've raised a generation of Christians who nobody told them that. Mm. It was all good and Jesus is for you and he loves you and wants to be your best friend and sing songs about sloppy wet kisses and nobody was ever told (laughs) that, you know what, if you live this thing out, sometimes your life is going to go bad. (laughs) Remember that song everybody had to sing for about 10 years? What are we (laughs) talking about? He's unforeseen. It's unbelievable. Did we update it? (laughs) We had two different versions at the same time. Oh my gosh, didn't even start it. So that's my whole thing. It's like, no, dude, this is, this is war. Yeah. Yeah. We have to put on the armor of God. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. we've just we've we've dumbed it down so much right. that now when we tell people this, they're like, I don't know if this is what I signed up for. Yeah. Right. And you know, I think we have to be uber clear about this, especially with the next generation. Hey, be very careful before you give your life to Jesus. 
Now, I want you to. Right. But let me lay it out for you. Right. Here's yeah. what your life's not going to look like. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like th- that is yeah. all over the New Testament. And and the 21st century, as much as some folks don't want to hear this, looks a lot more like the first century than any other century. Mm-hmm. So we are in the minority. We, we don't have control of culture or all these different right. things. And so, yes, the enemy is real. Spiritual warfare is real. And if you walk with Jesus, he's going to come after you. The disciples got the you-know-what beat out of them and rejoiced because of it, that they were worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. So why is that? Here we go. Because as a Christ follower, it's more about the internal condition of my heart than the external condition of my circumstances. We've been talking about for six weeks. So if I get persecuted or all of the other things, experience spiritual warfare, spiritual attack, I'll rejoice in that right. from the internal condition of my heart. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like th- that, that's what this whole idea of walking with Jesus is supposed to look like. Right. We have shaped a Christianity that's shaped more by our culture than by the New Testament, right. yeah. which is why we all go, what? When, yeah. when, I, when <laughs> yeah. someone like me starts talking like this. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and talk a little bit about, you know, I know uh, we talk about baptism. You've told people when you bat before you baptize them, like understand what's going to happen in this next week. Like the enemy's going to come come after you. So I guess you know to chase this rabbit a little bit more for folks that are experiencing that spiritual warfare. What do they do to fight that? So when I was a middle school pastor all those years ago, yeah. I found this principle in God's Word. I taught it to them. They loved it. I then taught it to college students. They loved it. And then I've been teaching it to adults ever since. Sure, it's a great principle from the New Testament. When you read through the armor of God, and I'm not going to put y'all on the spot, but let's see how many we can rattle off. We okay. got the Helmet of salvation, breastplate the, of righteousness, belt, sword of truth, belt of truth. Yeah, belt, sword, helmet, yeah, breastplate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good enough. All right, so, sandals, yeah, sandals. Yeah, there are something. Yeah, 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 cover yeah. your feet with something. Yeah. Okay, what's the one area that's left exposed? Your back. Your back. Your back. Yeah. 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 So Chad. Yeah. Good. We could all have been middle school pastors <laughs> together. So the the idea there is you better have other brothers and sisters with you to get your back. Yeah. Right. So everything I just described, if you are a Lone Ranger Christian, good luck. Yeah. You know, there's no such thing as a spiritual orphan in the New Testament. We all need one another. We all need our spiritual family, which is what we were celebrating yesterday in our church. God's added to our spiritual family. So the only way to get through all of that is by leaning more heavily on one another. Right. You know, texting or picking up the phone. Hey, man, I need you to pray for me. Let me tell you what I'm facing right now. It's Uh tough, you know. And you, you feel those prayers, and you sense those prayers, and you have other people who are for you. So, yeah, yeah you, you've got to be prepared, but if that's happening, you've got to lean on God's people. You can't just get through this on your own. Yeah, and I've heard, you know, talking about prayer, you know, Paul writes, it's prayer that holds it all together. You know, yeah. prayer is what binds all that. Well, and, you know, it's it, I think when Paul's writing that he's talking about the Roman armor and the way that it was right. designed, like, their shields, like, they most people think it's for them. It's for it's for your yeah, brother. Yeah, your guard, your yeah. friend yeah. next yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. so the way that, anyway, it's like shield for my brother, sword for my enemy, so that kind it's of good. thing. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, it, yeah, so sh- shifting gears a little bit, uh, point number four, you talked about uh, being a blessing to others through our usefulness. And I know there's some folks out there that would go, man, I just don't really feel like I have that much to offer others. Like, I don't really feel like I have much talent or whatever it is. What would you say to that person that's maybe struggling with that idea? That's a lie. Hmm. And it's one that we can all give yeah. into. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as gifted and talented as Matt is, I'm sure that there have been times in Matt's life where the enemy has planted this thought in his mind, Matt, you're not useful to anybody. Hmm. And the reason why I know that, and I've never asked Matt that question, is because Matt is a human being. Right. <laughs> and the enemy wants to attack all of us and right. plant lies in our mind and, yeah. and convince us that we're not useful and uh, you know, we're, we're you know, we're we're not making a difference right. and all those things. So, so that's a lie. So the first thing we have to do is isolate that thought and see it for what it is. Right. That that's that's not true. But then the second thing is you've got to get intentional about discovering maybe where you could be useful. Hmm. So you're not going to learn that listening to our podcast. You're going to have to start doing some things. Right. So, you know, show up and greet one Sunday, serve coffee one Sunday, serve in the kids' ministry. Now, there's a process to that. you got to go through a background yeah, check. Right. Yeah. You know, when we go feed the homeless, go feed the homeless. we got a bunch of mission trips coming up. Go overseas. Do something. You know, serve on the production team. Push a bunch of buttons. You don't know what they're going to do. Matt and Chad will, <laughs> Matt and Chad will fix we it will later. We will show you what they no, do. We'll fix it later. You, know? so you don't know so, what they you know, do. It can't be that hard. You know, so, like, find something to do. doesn't do that. And and as you do it, you'll begin to go, all right, this is how I'm useful. Right. That wasn't useful at all. I did what Adam said. I pushed a bunch of buttons. I got in trouble. Okay, so, yeah, find we'll out go greet what again. Yeah, useful, we're going to go you know? greet. No, which is awesome. We need that. <laughs> yeah. so, so just start doing some yeah. stuff. And if yeah. as you do stuff, 
feedback and emotions and all those things will begin to let you know where you're useful and where you're not. Yeah, but but don't you know? Don't just sit on the sidelines. Correct. Like, give it a shot. Get in the game. And, you know, get in yeah. the game and figure yeah. it out and figure out where. Because I've known folks that that have had that thought process. They get plugged in and they go, "I have never felt so happy in my life to be doing what I feel called to do." But yeah, you're not alone if you have that thought That's because right. everybody who you see being useful had to fight through that thought as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, just go ahead and break. Th- free from that live, but then as soon as possible, start trying to do something. And if you need some help with that, again, email one of us. We'll yeah, point you in the right absolutely. direction. Absolutely. So yesterday we talked about uh, unwholesome talk. And uh, it, Scripture says to, you know, you said that Scripture tells us not to just not say bad things, but to say good things. So I want to talk about, you know, how do we encourage, how do we encourage one another without it being awkward? You know, we got, you know. Let's demonstrate be- today on the podcast, yeah. guys. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was about to do that. I was yeah, like, yeah. ah, nah. <laughs> um, well, I think it's best probably to start with the people you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, don't go up to somebody you yeah, don't know. Guy. Right. Hey, yeah. I mean, and, and be, you know, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to overcomplicate it. Yeah. I don't want to overcomplicate it. Um, look for actions and behaviors. Yeah. You know, always look for actions and behaviors um, and point out those actions and behaviors when things are going well. Just if you see something that you actually think like that was done well, like say Say something and and start with the really little things that you probably miss. You know, like this morning, Sam was being really helpful and he usually is helpful, but he went out of his way this morning because Henry, he just kind of woke up on the wrong side of the bed. (laughs) And (laughs) so brothers, man, and, and I had to take Evergreen out. And so I was like, Sam. And he and he like literally finished my sentence like Dad I'll take care of it I know he he just needs the bagel put in the toaster <laughs> <laughs> Henry is perfectly capable of putting his own bagel in the toaster okay right. but Sam read the situation and so when I came back inside I was like and I, I just took five seconds and told him that I appreciated that yeah right. I mean it wasn't like this grand moment we didn't yeah. get hit by heavenly light there was no music in the background but like I at least acknowledged yeah. it and right. that's yeah. all I'm trying to say yeah just yeah. look the people you live with start at home yeah the people yeah. you live with just start at home and if you see something that they do just say something about it verbalize it you know and and over time it will start to build that culture where people look for things that they can they can verbalize i I worked uh one time uh for a pastor who we had a meeting once a week where that's what we would do we would go around the meeting and we would each point out something good that we had seen somebody else on the team do yeah Yeah. that kind of thing like you're just verbalizing good things instead of just acting like oh that happens we don't even need to acknowledge it yeah Yeah. chad you did a good job with your pun today oh thank you buddy i appreciate that (laughs) started it now Good job, Matt. I appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for acknowledging that. Uh, Adam, you have good points. No, but I was going to say, you never underestimate the value that your words can have to someone else. And this is yeah. a little bit more than just verbalizing. I was reading a leadership book uh, by a guy one time that was in charge of all of the housekeeping for Disney World. So this guy was pretty Whoa. high up in okay. the, the administration. <laughs> And he talked about how just once a week he would write a letter to someone in in the organization. And years down the road, one of these guys invited him and his wife over for dinner to go over there. On this man's mantelpiece framed was the letter this guy had written him. It meant that much to him. And I think that that's something that we don't need to underestimate. Absolutely. The value of that. That's good. So, you know, we kind of began wrapping up the message. You talked about forgiving and letting go. Um, Mm. You know, I find it very easy to forgive. I find it a little bit harder, harder to, let to let go. go. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> it rattles on. Back yeah. There. I'm like, you know what? I know you messed up. That's fine. But then I'm going like, man, that's, that's hard for me to let go. So how can we get better at, at letting go of the wrongdoings? That so have let, been done let, me, us? let me turn the tables on you. Host of podcast. Sure. Unpack <laughs> for me, letting go. Uh, not, still like being angry or frustrated or bitter he's not verbalizing you know, it yeah i guess you won't you're not verbalizing it's still it. it's still in you so you know maybe it's truly not forgiving you know yeah so yeah that's a well that's a tough one and it's a great question and i think it's where most of us find ourselves yeah you know yeah. it's that i i prayed to forgive them and i know i chose to do this yeah but I'm still wrestling with this i don't you know and um feeling wronged kind of yeah, yeah so this would have been probably 2010, maybe 2009 or 2010, we were um, planning on doing a teaching series on forgiveness um, at the Journey Church. And I worked there, you know, with Nelson Searcy and Jason Hatley and, and Carrick Thomas. And we were all in a meeting. And um, I mean, literally, when you asked that question, this story just popped into my sure. head. Okay. So we're in that meeting and I almost said verbatim what you just said. 
mm-hmm. almost verbatim. And, you know, these guys, I love these guys like brothers, and I right. still am close with all these guys. But it was a very, like, straightforward, speak-your-mind culture, like, on our team. <laughs> yeah. So I said that, and Jason Hatley, who sat beside me, he goes, well, clearly you don't understand forgiveness. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, I, and I just started laughing, like, you know, because— I guess and, and he goes, he goes, honestly, he goes, I, I just finished reading this book called Total Forgiveness by R.T. Kendall. Um, in preparation for this meeting, which yeah. then made me feel like, well, I didn't prepare for the meeting very well. I didn't know I was supposed to read a book, you know, right, Jason. Right. Thanks for showing us all up. <laughs> now, Jason's a great guy, and I love him to death. But he said he actually addresses that in the book. And his conclusion is that if that's where you're at, you haven't fully forgiven someone. Hmm. And I said, that's very interesting. I've never heard somebody, like, go that far. Right. So I've since read that book um, probably two or three times. It's one that I have a hard copy of and on my Kindle as well. And the great thing about books is unless it's the Bible, you know, you can disagree with it. You you don't have to align your life with it. So I like to read from a variety of different um, Christian authors. Um, But I do think he's on to something. And and here's why I think he's on to something, because I think we're multifaceted human beings. You remember last year when we did that, I guess I just feel like series, Mm -hmm. and we talked Mm -hmm. about being emotional beings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's not get too deep into this, but, you know, there's my will, and there's my emotions, and there's my mind, and we could probably, you know, throw in a few others of those. Mm -hmm. There are times in our lives where those things can get out of alignment. So I know I've chosen to forgive somebody, but my emotions haven't caught up with that yet. Well, there's actually then a different course course of action to take to bring my emotions in alignment with where my will is, yeah, okay? okay? Yeah, yeah. Like that. And that can happen through God's Word. That can happen through sometimes just a good discussion with another brother in Christ, you know? Sometimes you do, you, you not you, Chad, but you, anybody, you need to go sit down and talk with a, a good Christian counselor who, right. who says, yeah. I see this every day. Let yeah, me tell yeah. you some things that I've encouraged people to do. And this is especially important if you've experienced a significant traumatic event in your life like abuse. So there's a lot of Christians who that is their story, and they really have chosen to forgive that person, but their emotions are still in a place where they're, to use your phrase, not really letting go. Right. And if that's where you are, I want you to know there's freedom from that. Like there is a path forward where you can get your emotions to align with the decision you really feel like you've already made. But sometimes that does require a little bit of outside help, a little bit of outside guidance Mm -hmm. to help get us there. And so um, I appreciate you asking the question because I do feel like it's where a lot of people are at. But the freedom found in forgiveness ultimately frees us from all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the the way to maybe understand that question is drawing attention to the, the, the nature of the process. Mm-hmm. So if we understand that most of our life we make decisions in process, maybe we can give ourselves the freedom to do this as a process as well. That yeah. it's not going to be in one quiet time and in one five-minute prayer Interesting. that you're yeah. able to do that from someone who may have brought an immense amount of pain into your life, much less someone who's experienced abuse. So free yourself to recognize there will be a process in that forgiveness. But to get back to the message, unless you make the choice to forgive, everything I just said won't happen. You've got to make that decision first. I want to experience that freedom. I'm not going to hold on to that bitterness or or have that grudge anymore. And I believe by faith I can ultimately get to that place where I actually feel the freedom of forgiveness. Well, I love what you said there about it being a process, because to me that offers someone hope. Yeah, Because you may be be in a spot, you know, again, the the different situations you talked about where you're like, man, I don't know that I'm ever going to be able to get out of this hole, but like knowing that it's a process, knowing that there's Folks that can help, you know, brothers yeah. in Christ, counselors, man, that that to me offers hope to folks. Yeah, that is really, really. There's good. There's been a few times over the last several years that I thought I had fully forgiven people, but my emotions brought into my reality that perhaps that wasn't the case. Yeah, yeah. So I had to go back before the Lord, talk to you know a close friend, ask him, "Hey, man, help me process this," to eventually get to the place where. Those emotions. So, yeah, I've had to live that process out, yeah. and I think maybe along the way, I maybe I just missed it, yeah. or maybe no one ever taught me that. Like <laughs> sometimes it is a process. Right. Yeah. So if you're trying to forgive somebody and it doesn't feel like it's working, stick with it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, stick with it good. and get some help if you need it. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, this has been a fantastic conversation. Yeah. I, I, before we uh, kind of close out today, I want to talk about a few things that we have coming up here at the church. Uh, so this Friday night, so October twenty first, I believe it is. Yep. Uh, we've got our marriage night coming up. And so let's talk a little bit about that, what all we're going to have going on. It's going to be a great dinner, a great panel discussion. 
let's talk through that a little bit. Yeah, thirty bucks per couple, catered dinner, yeah. really good food. Uh, Morgan and I are going to be hosting a panel discussion with some other couples in our church. Yep. Um, we had a good meeting yesterday about that, and I think it's going to be awesome. Just yeah. listening to these couples, I was like, oh my goodness, the stuff that they're going <laughs> to talk about. It's yeah. going to be encouraging, but it's also going to be helpful. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times in marriage, you pick up some great things just from what other married couples say. Like, yeah. Oh wow, like that's Absolutely. awesome. So it's going to be fun, and hopefully you can attend. Um, if we're going to have childcare, yep. so if you need that or if you want to line up your own, we'll reimburse that for you. Well, that's going to be a really good night. Food's going to be great. Discussion's going to be great. And then uh, October 30th, we've got our uh, trunk and treat. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, bring the kids out to that. That's 3 to 5 p.m. that day. And uh, we're going to have a blast. I mean, I'm really looking forward to that. There's going to be all kinds of games and stuff like that. And if you're interested in hosting a car, maybe your life group or whoever, you can uh, you can contact us, uh, You know, contact Morgan, and we'll be happy to, to help you get signed up for that. And and then this Sunday, uh, kicking off a new series? Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Um, we're kicking off a new series called Then Sings My Soul. Okay. So we're going to do... an old hymn if you don't know. Um, <laughs> then Sings My Soul. The very next phrase is, how great thou art. So I love that phrase um, because it, it's this, then, you know, it's it's at a soul level. And we're going to do five weeks on worship. Okay. And um, I've never done a five-week series on worship. So yes, Part of the series will be, we'll talk about how all of life is worship. We'll talk about how worship isn't just singing songs. But I'm going to tell you up top, we're going to lean pretty heavily into the singing songs part Mm. because there's a whole book of the Bible called Psalms. Right. You know, it's a big deal (laughs) all over scripture that we are called to be worshipers. And and when you say that out loud, it can create some confusion because people think, you know, does that mean that the four or five songs we sing on a Sunday? It's a lot bigger than that, but that is part of it. And so we're going to draw some attention to that. And and y'all don't know this. I'm, I'm, this is like breaking news. I'm telling you, all this for the first time. Oh, here we go. So what we're going to do in the, on the podcast in the series is each week we can come in here, the three of us are going to each bring one of our favorite old school worship songs okay. from the past <laughs> and tell why we like it so much I and like the it. significance it has. So I, what I want to try to do in the series, even for our church family, is maybe broaden uh, your horizon and perspective when it comes to worship songs as well. I like so right. we know the songs that we're singing on Sunday. I mean, Matt and his team all does a great job mm-hmm. with those every week, but part of this series is we're going to sing some hymns. There's, there's some hymns and there's some like oldie goldies. Man. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, you know, like, we're now far enough into kind of the modern worship music yeah. movement. That, so, so all weekend, just I've been doing this. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been tracking down songs and I told I like Morgan it. Saturday night, I was playing the song for her and uh, she's like, what is that? And I said, I heard this song for the first time when I was 11 years old and I'm fairly certain wow. this is when God planted the seed in my heart for what it meant to be a worshiper listening to this song as an 11-year-old kid. <laughs> wow. So that's what I'm saying. Like some songs along the way that you're like, man, I remember at camp, this song was being sung and God moved in my life where I was walking through this significant season of pain or heartache. And for whatever reason, this song, and when I listen to it now, it's nice, but man, in that season, yeah. so that's what we're going to yeah. do. And we're yeah. going to do it for five yeah. straight weeks. Awesome. And so when we come in on the podcast, like by the end of this series, obviously we want you to be with us on Sundays, yeah. but even yeah, on yeah. the podcast, I think you're going to get some great stories and hear yeah. some great songs. And as a preacher, what I know is that God shapes a lot of our spiritual growth through the songs we sing. Right. It's not just about the sermons we preach or the sermons we hear. And right. if that's not a part of your spiritual growth, you're missing out. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to really draw attention to that in the yeah. series. Yeah. I, I once heard uh, I heard worship music described as take home theology. You know, that's and good. so it kind of goes with take you. So I think theology. I'm really looking forward to this. Hey, I great. got a lot of take home. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm excited. We're going to be singing some like oldie goldies, man. Yeah, Are we going to sing it, of His love forever? I mean, like, uh, like that kinda, I think that's on there. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I'm Shout excited. to the Lord. Oh, there we go. All yeah. Right. All right. Well, don't tell us okay, anymore. Right, I want yeah. to be a surprise. It's going to be a fun series. Yeah, I'm what, was the, to what was the album? Uh, one Day? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I was there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was that. A- Adam's on that album. He gets yeah, crazy. He was singing yeah, yeah. In the I was in the video, actually. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. You can find it on YouTube. Okay. So, awesome. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying that's a really great. <laughs> There's uh, some great stuff on that. There's some great stuff, man. Absolutely. Well, that's going to be great. Crowder didn't have the full beard. He had like long goatee. Yeah. There you go. So that'll be this Sunday at 9 30 and 11. And if for some reason you are traveling, you can always join us online, Vaughn Forrest. Com, YouTube channel, Facebook page. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us here today for this episode of the Other Six Podcast. On behalf of Adam Bishop, Matt Collins, Sound Guy Jonathan, myself, we appreciate you being here, and we'll catch you next time.